my father let's get this started in the name of jesus thank you so much for loving me thank you for blessing me thank you for the fact that you are in control and that all things are working together for good for your name's sake my father in heaven holy is your name your kingdom come your will be done on earth as it is in heaven i thank you for giving me another day i thank you for providing my daily bread i thank you for forgiving me for forgiving me for my sins and cleansing me from all unrighteousness nothing but the blood of jesus washes our sins away nothing but the blood of jesus makes us whole today we are the righteousness of god in christ jesus holy spirit guide me as i read guide me as i speak i believe therefore i speak let it be unto me according to your word in the name of jesus we are the righteousness of god in christ jesus we stand right in the father's cycles of what he did for us at calvary at the cross making a public spectacle of the enemy letting them see the fact that god is in control and that all things are working together for good for his name's sake the pain ain't pointless it's all for a purpose dirt worms fellow heathens come with me boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need which is consistently for me amen holy spirit interpret the scriptures reveal jesus give us knowledge understanding and wisdom i'm asking i'm seeking i'm knocking i'm seeking the kingdom of heaven and your righteousness father it's all jesus thank you for your word we gotta go over my daddy's attributes my name the god and father bless my god and father of my lord jesus christ who blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ, even, even as he selected us out for himself in him before the foundations of the universe were, were laid to be holy and without blemish before his searching penetrating gaze in love having previously marked us out to be placed as adult sons through the intermediate agency of jesus christ for himself according to that which seemed good in his harsh desire resulting in the praise in praise of the glory of his grace which he freely bestowed upon us in the beloved in whom we are having our redemption through his blood the putting away of our trespasses according to the wealth of his grace which he's caused to superabound to us in the sphere of every wisdom and understanding having made known to us the mystery of his will according to that which seemed good to him which good thing he proposed in himself with respect to an administration of the completion of the epics of time 
to bring back again to their original state all things in the Christ, the things in the heavens and the things on the earth in him in whom also we were made an inheritance having been previously marked out according to the purpose of the one who operates all things according to the counsel of his will with a view to our being to the praise of his glory who had previously placed our hope in the Christ in whom also as for you having heard the word of the truth the good news of your salvation in whom also having believed you were sealed with the spirit of the promise the Holy Spirit who is the token payment of our inheritance guaranteeing the full payment of all looking forward to the redemption of the possession which is being preserved with a view to the praise of his glory amen that was the Ephesians chapter 1 verses 3 through 14 father thank you for this day in the name of Jesus we receive Romans 5 17 we receive the abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness that we might reign in life to the one Jesus Christ it's all Jesus received the Father's sufficiency. He says, My Son, my beloved, my grace is sufficient for you. Because my strength is made perfect in your weakness. It's all Jesus. Oops. Thank you. Thank you, Father. The, the battle is the Lord's. We take up our King today. We take up our belt to truth, and Jesus is the truth. We take up our breastplate of righteousness. We are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Above all, we take up the shield of faith, and Jesus is the author and finisher of our faith. We take up our helmet of salvation, and Jesus is salvation. And we put on our Jesus J's, the gospel of peace to cover our feet. And the gospel is the fact that Jesus died for our sins according to the scriptures. Amen. So we got our belt of truth, breastplate of righteousness, shield of faith, helmet of salvation on Jesus J's. And we take up the sword of the spirit. It's all Jesus, the word of God. Someone come into agreement. Thank you, Father, for the fact that you are in control. The misunderstood Jesus. The myth of the misunderstood Jesus. Let's read. We're gonna read three claims of the myth of the myth of the understood Jesus. Some people who have studied Jesus as the contemporary and the contemporary events in which he found himself engaged conclude that Jesus was rejected because his contemporaries misunderstood him. Nothing could be further from the truth. By the contrary, responses to the man and his ministry range from wonder and admiration from some groups to downright fear and hatred from other groups. Many crowds who gathered around him liked to sit back and enjoy the entertainment value of seeing the pompous, arrogant Pharisees and Sadducees defeated in public debate in the Jerusalem temples. Frankly speaking, the man was controversial. But within the core of that controversy can be found the real crux, pardon the pun, 
of the attitude displayed by Jesus and the Roman leadership toward Jesus. The Jewish, le the Jewish leaders hated, hated what they perceived as Jesus' presumption to take, him, to take to himself authority, powers, and prerogatives that rightly belonged to their theological worldview only to Hashem, the Yahweh Elohim, toward whom their own ancestors bowed in worship as the only true God. It is evident from the manner in which Pontius Pilate is portrayed in the Gospels that this Roman governor feared Jesus, even though in the end Pilate feared the man who claimed to be the Son of God less than he feared the Roman Emperor who claimed Pilate's exclusive pol political loyalties. The Gospel records, rec excuse me, the Gospel records are a bit murkier in their portrayal of Herod's view of Jesus, while the New Testament Testament record paints the man's ancestor Herod the Great as arranging a despotic and murderous pogrom of the tiny Jerusalem suburb of Bethlehem about two years after Jesus was born. This is very little about the Herod who ruled Israel during the first third of the first century AD. Herod, if one is to believe that the gospel accounts of the man's response to Jesus seem to want to be entertained by him in a private demo demonstration of the man's reputed miraculous abilities. In simple terms, Jesus was not rejected because the Jewish and Roman leaders of his day misunderstood him, his nature, his purpose, or his mission. No, they killed him precisely because they understood what he was saying. As we'll see below, the man proclaimed in only certain terms to those in charge of the Jerusalem temple that he claimed to be God and that he claimed that if they killed him, he would rise from the dead and that one day he didn't specifically or precisely say when he would invade the world, capture it like a military general might and defeat a rebellious nation and that he would rule the world and that at his return he would resurrect from the dead every single one of his followers who had ever lived. Implicitly implied is the last claim Excuse me. Implicitly implied in this last claim was the suggestion that the number of his followers would be in the millions sufficient for him to wield an, arm, an army that would be capable of conquering every nation on earth. Follow on the corollaries to these remarkable claims included the man's almost offhanded relaxed manner in which he accepted demonstrations of fealty, personal devotion, and even reverent worship in the culture cultural economy of Israel could rightly be given only to God himself. To sum up, people had a tendency to reach different reactions regarding Jesus after seeing the man at work. Listening to his words and hearing the lengthy public manifestos recorded in Matthew's Gospel, but misunderstanding him wasn't one of them. Alright, thank you Father, for this day. With claim number one, Jesus claims to possess both the authority and the prerogative to forgive sins. Prerogative that in the in the theological understanding of Israel belongs solely to God and never to men. Matthew 9, chapter 9, verses 2b through 8 records Jesus in a conversation with a man who was paralyzed. When Jesus saw their faith, he told the paralyzed man, Be courageous, son, your sins are forgiven. Then some of the scribes told themselves, This fellow is blaspheming. 
But Jesus, knowing what they were thinking, replied, Why do you have such evil thoughts in your hearts? Which is easier to say, your sins are forgiven, or to say, get up and walk? But so you will know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins? He told the paralyzed man, get up, pick up your stretcher and go home. So the man got up and went home. Note, if you will, that the first point in Jesus' discussion with the paralyzed man was his declaration that the man's sins have been forgiven. Verse 2. The Pharisees did not react to this statement by presuming that Jesus was merely encouraging the man that God had forgiven him. Had this been the case, there would have been no real cause for the emotional response of the vehement anger that erupted from the critics of Jesus. Quite the contrary, the Pharisees concluded that Jesus was committing blasphemy, verse 3, because they believed Jesus meant because they believed Jesus meant by making this statement that Jesus was the one doing the forgiving. Now, it's one thing for a human being to forgive a personal injury or insult committed by another. For example, if someone bumps into me in line, it's the proper response of grace to forgive the slight. But it's quite another thing to observe someone injuring or slighting another individual and then declare to them, you're, you're forgiven for doing that. To presume to know both that the transgressor, transgressor has actually repented from their behavior and that God has already forgiven them is downright arrogant. And in the theological economy of first century Israel, even the most immature Jewish believers knew that only God himself could proclaim sins forgiven. By concluding in Matthew 9, 3 that this fellow is blaspheming, the Pharisees were letting Jesus and the crowd attending him know that in their, in their view, Jesus was presuming to know only what God can know. And Jesus affirmed the accuracy of their conclusion. Only God can proclaim sins and as having been forgiven. In simple terms, the Pharisees had concluded that Jesus was claiming to himself a prerogative and authority that only God, the God of Israel, possessed. But the second point that Jesus made was even more telling. His next, act, his next action said, in effect, that even though only God can proclaim that a person's sins are forgiven, it was only true that anybody else could claim that those sins were forgiven. After all, absent outward proof of the claim, who, who could know if the claim were true or not? Then Jesus declared in full view of the assembled crowd of Pharisees that he intended to provide some outward evidence that his proclamation had validity. So Jesus healed the man from his paralysis. By doing so, Jesus was claiming that his outward public healing of the paralyzed man was intended to demonstrate to everyone who was watching his debate with the Pharisees that Jesus was also claiming to do what only God can do to the inward part of a man. And it was that linking of an outward healing, the, the paralysis, to the inward healing of the man's soul and spirit, the forgiveness, that terrified those who had eyes to see and ears to hear what was really going on in the dialogue between Jesus and the Pharisees. As Matthew 2.8 tells us, when the crowd saw this, they became frightened and glorified God for giving such authority to humans. Mark's version of the incident tells us why Jews thought Jesus was committing blasphemy. Only God can forgive sins. Mark 2, chapter 2, verses 2 through 12. Jesus was speaking his message to them when some people came and brought him a paralyzed man being carried by four men. 
Since they couldn't bring him to Jesus because of the crowd, they made an opening in the roof over the place where he was. They dug through it and let down the mat on which the paralyzed man was lying. When Jesus saw their faith, he told the paralyzed man, Son, your sins are forgiven. Now some scribes were sitting there arguing among themselves. Why does this man talk this way? He is blaspheming. Who can forgive sins but God alone? The unspoken but obvious answer to this rhetorical question posed by the Pharisees is nobody but God himself possesses the authority, not even Jesus. For Jesus to say that he had authority to forgive sins was to be committing blasphemy. Only God possesses authority to forgive sins. Lest our readers conclude too easily that our conclusion is faulty here, we invite you to note that at this point was not lost on the Pharisees themselves. At once, Jesus, Jesus knew in his spirit what they were saying it to themselves. Why are you arguing about such things among yourselves, he asked them. Which is easier to say, to say that the, to the paralyzed man, your sins are forgiven, or get up, pick up your mat and walk. But I want you to know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. Then he told the paralyzed man, I say to you, get up, pick up your mat and go home. So the man got up immediately, picked up his mat and went out in front of all of them. As a result, all of the people were amazed and began to glorify God as they kept on saying, We have never seen anything like this. <laughs> Excuse me. That was claim number one. God willing, we'll finish later. In the name of Jesus, Father, thank you. Forgive us for ruthless reflections of the same old thing. Glorify the world of flesh, rebellion, death, and the devil. Again and again, manifest in the pain. Painful pandemics, ignorant and overwhelmed with burden slow. Who death and hell is the second? Lord, help us turn everything over to you. In the name of Jesus, Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Flood this place, fill the atmosphere. Break the cycle of short-term security and temporary pleasures that prevent us from stepping out in faith. Straining to make it daily in the game of destruction alone and living a lie lost, no hope. And without God, the Father who loved us so much that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in Jesus shall not perish but have eternal life, knowing the one and only true God and Jesus Christ whom he has sent. He came to seek and save us, lost, bound, captives of the devil, free, and deliver us from the snare of the fowler, the trap of the hunter, the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now works in the sons of disobedience, all powers of darkness, all bad medicine, children of the Lord of heaven and earth, made in the creator's image and likeness, saved by giving rights acquired, Christ edified through the door, the full assurance in the heart present, totally dependent, reliant, and confident, and that he who began a good work in you will bring it to a successful conclusion right up to the day of Christ Jesus. Today is the day of salvation. The free feathers of God profusely abound. Jesus is the way to the destination. Jesus is the truth of the Father, faithful. Jesus is the life, and the life is the light of creation. Every human being gifted inheritance delightful desires fulfilled according to the scriptures it's all jesus whose body was whose body was broken in order to atone by his precious blood 
ushering in the new covenant at one legal stipulations of the grace covenant contingent on abiding in the vine john 3 16 and 17 romans 5 17 galatians 2 20 kill with love receive john 17 3 final destination hold up wait up mediocre sacred 60 seconds of your precious existence render sacred service to the lord of heaven and earth I am a child of God, my daddy's word is law, oh come to the altar, the father's arms are open wide, forgiveness was bought with the precious blood of Jesus Christ, my redeemer, my refuge, my rock, my righteousness, for John 3, 8, read it, purchased by the supernatural intervention of the king, fulfilling his blood covenant, love divine, self-sacrificial of the great physician, royal blood, transfusion, death is defeated, line upon line, the king is alive, precept upon precept, these are the things you need to know the rules and regulations, it's all Jesus, Jesus, thank you for your body that was broken and your blood that was shed by faith, today I break this bread, one more again, breaking bread once again, don't get me wrong, I'm not perfect, I'm not flawless, I fall, they leave the fire. Jesus comes through. We are, I'm not perfect. I'm not flawless. I fall. Daily defiled temple. Jesus comes to cast out the sinful nature, saying, "It is written, My Father shall be, My Father's house shall be called a house of prayer, but you have made it a den of thieves." The Lord is my advocate. Jesus, please my cause. The, the Lord is the lifter of my head, my protector, my strength, my salvation, my shield, my song, my source. Raise a hallelujah, lift your hands, praise Him now. Break your knees, bow down to the ground, worship Him. It is written, Isaiah 45, 23. I have sworn by myself, the word has gone out of my mouth in righteousness and shall not return. That unto me every knee shall bow, every tongue shall swear. Romans 14, 11. Read it. Philippians 2, 10, 11. Thank you. It is written that at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. Of those in heaven, those on earth, and those under the earth, and that every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. To the glory of God the Father. Meet your maker now. Gifted relationship. Eternal kingdom military. <laughs> kingdom military. Father, thank you. Send legions of angels to protect the seed of your kingdom. Expose and crush the works of the enemy coming against your children. Minister to anyone that hears this past, present, or future, because there's no distance in the spirit. In the name of Jesus, I raise up. Hallelujah. Father, overwhelming, never ending, reckless love. Death is defeated. The king is alive. Today is the day of salvation, past, present, and future. Today is the day he paid the price. He paved the road to travel to reach your final destination. Nothing but the precious blood of Jesus washes all our sins away. Making this whole, been able to come boldly to the throne of grace. To obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. It's all Jesus. Nothing can stop the glory of God. Voices from this bleeding pen spread their ink of these thoughts within. Onto the page of paper, visibly displaying the audible, the digital part that issues poured out. Emotional 
waited for them Simple soulish frequencies made complex and hard to deal with Out of order, hold up, let me put some scripture in it Proverbs 18.21, read it In the name of Jesus My God is greater, my God is stronger My God is higher than any other Amen Thank you Father that nothing is hidden and everything is exposed your kingdom come and your will be done thank you father that everything is naked and exposed our action our actions display the invisible entertain vain or humble imaginations our mindset speaks of the home where brutal voices preach heart issues of dysfunctional characteristics genetically cursed under and unsure about the future Unsure about the future, detached, wandering with no purpose, no vision, no goals, no aim, insecure, antisocial, suicidal, fragmented states, separated just like America, MK Ultra, tribal warfare. Jesus, thank you for your body that was broken and your blood that was shared. My faith to 